This is Getting to Know Your Bible, a program dedicated to the proclaiming of the good news of Jesus Christ. Here's Billy Lambert. There have been many great days in the history of the world. Many great days. It was a great day when God made the heavens and the earth. It was a great day when God made man out of the dust of the ground and and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. It was a great day when Jesus was born and the angels sang, Peace on earth, goodwill toward men. It was a great day when Jesus died on the cross of Calvary. It was a great day when he was raised from the dead. But the greatest day of all the days that have ever been made will be the day when the Lord comes. We want to talk about that today. The Lord's coming. Please stay tuned. Now today on Getting to Know Your Bible, we're offering a free Bible correspondence course. We'd like for you to have this Bible course in order that you might know more about it, to understand what it is involved in the course, and understand how you're able to take the course, let's pause for just a moment. To help you in your study of the Bible, we want to send you this Bible Correspondence Course. This course is non-denominational. It's based on the Bible. It's conducted by mail, and it's free. To receive this course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, P.O. Box 314, Summerdale, Alabama, 36580. Or call toll-free 1-877-711-5214. I want to read now from 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, beginning in verse number 13. But I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep, lest you sorrow as others which have, who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore comfort one another with these words. If there's anything about which we can be sure, it is that one day Jesus is coming again. We know this because Jesus said so. In John the 14th chapter, he was trying to comfort his sorrowing disciples. And he said, let not your hearts be troubled. 
You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, said, I will come again. I will. It was the Apostle Paul who taught that Jesus would come again someday. For, for example, in the text that I just read, verse 16, The Lord Himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. He said He's coming again. In Colossians chapter 3 and in verse 4, he said, And when Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall you also appear with him in glory. In the second Thessalonian letter, chapter 1 and in verse 7, he said, And to you who are troubled, rest with us. When the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels, in flaming fire. So not only did Jesus promise that he was coming back someday, the Apostle Paul in his writings affirms that, that Jesus Christ is going to return someday. And it was the Apostle Peter who also wrote about the second coming of Christ. In 1 Peter chapter 4, five, chapter 5 rather, and verse number 4, He's addressing those who are fellow elders in the church. And he's talking about their reward in verse 4. And when the chief shepherd shall appear, then shall you also appear with him in glory. When the chief shepherd shall appear. Then listen to Peter in 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 10. The day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, into which the heavens will pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat, and the earth also, and the works that are therein shall be burned up. There's a day coming, the end of time, when Jesus Christ will come again. And it was the beloved Apostle John who affirmed the second coming of Jesus when in Revelation chapter 1 verse 7 he wrote, And every eye shall see him. Behold, he cometh with clouds, and every eye shall see him. And they that pierced him and all kindreds of the earth shall wail because of him. Jesus Christ is a coming again someday. In almost the last verse of the Bible, in the 22nd chapter of Revelation, verse 20, the Bible seems to close with this prayer, Even so, come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. And there's a day coming. He's going to return. He's going to come back someday. Now I'm aware that there are those who doubt that's going to ever happen. There are those who believe that it's already happened. 
I had a man tell me one day Jesus came in visibly in 1914. Well, the only thing bothered me about that, if, if Jesus was invisible when he came, how could he be sure that he came back? If it's an invisible return, the Bible doesn't teach an invisible return of Jesus that every eye shall see him when he comes back. But it's not new for people to doubt that he will ever come back. There were, there were people in the days of the Apostle Peter who doubted his return. They, they said, where's the promise of his coming? Since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were. Nothing has changed. Jesus said he's coming back. He's not back. When is he coming? And they had doubts in their minds that Jesus would ever return. And the later on, Peter said, well, the day is with the Lord is a thousand years, and a thousand years is one day, and the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. He's coming when you don't expect it to happen. So I know there are people that doubt it. And there are those who hope that He never returns. They hope He doesn't come back. They hope there's not an end of the world. But there's going to be one. There's going to be a last day. And on that last day when Jesus comes, He's going to reckon with us by what He taught. In John 12 and verse 48, Jesus said, He that rejecteth me and receiveth not my word hath one that judgeth him. The word that I have spoken, the same shall judge him at the last day. What day, Lord? The last day. What day is the last day? There's a last day of this earth when there's the end of time when Jesus Christ comes again. And just as surely as I'm standing here, and just as surely as you can see me right now, it's just that certain Jesus Christ is coming someday. Somebody says, well, how is he going to come back? Well, he's going to come back himself. He's not going to send a representative. He's not going to send an angel to represent him when he comes back. He's coming himself. Acts chapter 1 and 11 says, Ye men of Galilee, stand, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, whom ye have seen go into heaven, shall himself come in like manner as you've seen him go into heaven. The one that left is the one who's coming back. He's coming himself. And when Jesus comes back, He's coming back actually. Actually coming back. He's really coming back. He shall so come in like manner. In like manner He left and He ascended to heaven. And in like manner He's coming back. And Jesus' return is going to be a visible one. It'll not be imaginary. It will not be something that people dreamed about. It'll be something they see. Revelation 1-7 says, Every eye shall see Him. And they that pierced Him, that necessitate a resurrection. And all kindreds of the earth shall wail because of Him. You see, even those that are in the graves are going to witness the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the return of the Lord Jesus Christ is going to be in the clouds. He left in clouds. Guess what? He's coming back with the clouds and he's coming back with his angels. Listen again to Paul in 2 Thessalonians 1 and 7. And you are trouble rest with us. 
When, when the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with His mighty angels. He's coming back with His angels. And He's coming back in a cloud. He left in a cloud. He's coming back. Listen to 1 Thessalonians 4.17. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. You see, we're going to meet the Lord, not on the earth, we're going to meet the Lord in the air. We're going, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. So he's coming back in clouds. He's coming back suddenly. He's not going to send a 30-day notice. He's not going to say, well, I want everyone to know that in two weeks I'm going to come back. He's not going to say tomorrow, uh, I want everyone to realize and to understand that I'm coming back. You see, he will come back suddenly. He's going to operate like thieves. Thieves do not send a notice that they're coming to rob your house. They come suddenly without warning. And the Bible says the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night in which the heavens will pass away with a great noise. The elements shall melt with fervent heat, and the earth also, and the works that are therein shall be burned up. They're going to be burned up when He comes back. We'll not know when He's coming. In Matthew chapter 24, Jesus said, For as in the days of Noah were, so also shall the coming of the Son of Man be. For in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking and, marrying, and, and giving in marriage. And they knew not until that the flood came and took them all away. So also shall the coming of the Son of Man be. In other words, life will be going on as usual. And then Jesus Christ is going to come. Somebody says, well, if this is true, Brother Lambert, why is Jesus coming back? Well, one reason he's coming back is to raise the dead. The dead in Christ are going to be raised on that occasion. They'll rise first, first Thessalonians 4. But listen to Jesus in John chapter 5, 28 and 29. The hour is coming in the which all that are in the grave shall hear his voice and shall come forth. They that have done good under the resurrection of life and they that have done evil under the resurrection of damnation. Now, Jesus said the hour is coming. What's going to happen in that hour? All that are in, the, in their graves are going to hear His voice in that hour. What are they going to do when they hear His voice? They're going to come forth. You know, there's some who teach that there's a thousand years or, or so, or maybe seven years or so, or a number of years or so, between the resurrection of the righteous and the unrighteous. That, that, those verses just will not bear that out. This says that the hour is coming, a specific point in time, in the which all that are in the grave shall hear His voice. That's the good and the bad will hear His voice. And shall come forth, those that have done good to the resurrection of life, those that have done evil to the resurrection of damnation. Well, when are they going to come forth? In that hour when they hear His voice. He's coming back to raise the dead. And He's coming back to execute judgment upon the earth. God gave him authority to execute judgment, John chapter 5, because he's a son of man. In Matthew chapter 25, when the son, beginning in verse 31, when the Son of Man shall come in His glory, and all of His holy angels with, with Him, then shall He sit upon the throne of His glory, and before Him shall be gathered all nations, and He shall separate them as a shepherd divides the sheep from the goats. He's coming back to execute judgment upon the world. 
And he's coming back to separate the wheat from the chaff. He's coming to separate the good from the bad. He's coming to separate the sheep from the goats. And he'll put the sheep on the right hand and the goats on the left. He's putting the good on the one hand and the bad on the other. The saved on one hand, the unsaved on the other. He's coming back to separate. And he's coming back to take vengeance on those who know not God and obey not the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 7 through 9. But he's coming back for the church. He's coming back for his children. What, what, what do you suppose Jesus meant when he said, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. Well, what's he talking about? He's talking about the fact that there's a point in time that he's going to come back for those that belong to him. And in the language of Paul in Ephesians chapter 5, that he might present to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, he's going to present the church, the kingdom of God, to God Almighty. According to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 24, at the end of time, Jesus is going to deliver up the kingdom to God Almighty. Jesus Christ is coming back someday. But somebody says, well, do, you, do we have any idea when that's going to happen? Well, occasionally I'll hear someone predicting the second coming of Christ. If there's some disturbance in the world, in the Mideast or other places, so some people began to try to take those happenings and try to weave them into something that they see in the Bible that might possibly refer to the end of time, and they think that those are indications that the end is near. We don't know when Jesus is coming. That's what Jesus said. In Matthew chapter 24 and verse 35, Jesus said, Heaven and earth shall pass away. But my word shall not pass away. There's a time coming when the heaven and the earth is going to pass away. But listen to him in the very next passage in verse 36. But at that day and hour, well, let me ask you a question. What day and hour do you think Jesus is talking about? Well, he go back to the verse preceding. The day and the hour when the heaven and the earth passes away. Jesus said of that day and hour, knoweth no man, know not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. There's not a preacher alive today, there's not any that's ever lived or ever will live, who knows when Jesus Christ is coming again. No one knows. And I am fearful and I am skeptical of people who began to make predictions about the end of time, the second coming of Christ. I saw some prediction that some preachers made uh, that's to happen in just a few weeks from now. But we'll see if anything happens a few weeks from now on this particular day that he has said. But I dare say that life will go right on without anything happening unusual. But it makes good press for him. He gets a lot of attention for that. You see, we cannot know when Jesus is coming. 
Jesus doesn't know when he's coming. The angels don't know when he's coming. The only one who has that information is God himself. And so there's not a preacher alive, including this one, who knows when Jesus Christ is coming. I can tell you this, he's coming when you don't think about it. He's coming when you least expect it. The day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. And when they're saying peace and safety, that's when swift destruction is coming upon them. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. He's coming when you don't expect it. And then Jesus Christ is coming when a lot of folk are not ready. They're not going to be ready. You know, in the 25th chapter of Matthew Jesus talked about some virgins. Five of them were wise and five of them were foolish. Now they were going out to meet the bridegroom. And so there were the five wise virgins. They, they had oil. They had their lamps trimmed all ready to go out to meet the bridegroom. That was going to be a part of the procession and meeting the bridegroom and and so while they were waiting, they, the Bible says that they went to sleep. And about midnight, somebody cried out and said, The bridegroom's coming. Go out to meet him. And so they arose. The wise virgins who had plenty of oil with them were ready to go out to meet the bridegroom. You see, the coming of the bridegroom represents the coming of Jesus. And there were those that were foolish because their, their lamps had gone out. They didn't bring extra oil with them. That They didn't make enough preparation for this event. And when the bridegroom came, they said to the wise, give us some of your oil. Our lamps have gone out. Well, they said, no, you just go to those that sell oil and you get some for yourself and then when you get ready, then you can enter in. So while they went to get all, the bridegroom came and the door was shut, we're told in Matthew chapter 25. And later, these that were not really prepared came knocking on the door and they said, we want to get in. But folks, the door was shut. And the message of verse 13 in Matthew 25 is this, Watch ye therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. Here were people who were not ready when the bridegroom came. And there will be people who will not be ready when Jesus comes. They'll not be prepared for it. You see, we ought to stay prepared for Jesus to come. And if you're not saved, folks, you're not ready for Him to come. You're just not ready... To, for Jesus to come back if you are not saved. You say, well, what, what must I do to be saved? Well, now that's a good question. Let's, let's think about that for just a moment. Because I would not want to close this program without your knowing what to do to be saved, to meet Jesus when He comes back someday. And Jesus died on the cross and shed His blood as an atonement, as a sacrifice for your sins and for mine, for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in shall not perish but have everlasting life. Jesus died to save us and it was all out of the love God had for us. What a sacrifice. And in order that we might be saved, 
We must believe in Jesus Christ with all of our hearts, John 8, 24. We must be willing to repent of our sins, Luke 13, 3. We must be willing to confess Jesus before men, Matthew 10, 32 and verse 33. And we are to be baptized or immersed in water into Jesus Christ in order that our sins might be washed away, Acts 22, verse 16. If you'll do that and you live a faithful Christian life, serving God to the best of your ability to the end of the way, You'll be ready when Jesus comes. Somebody says, well, what kind of a life should I live in view of that? Well, in 2 Peter 3 and verse 10, after Peter wrote and said, the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, and so forth. In the next passage, he said, seeing that all of these things are going to be dissolved, what manner of persons ought we to be? Well, that's a good question. How should we live our lives in view of Jesus' return? Well, we ought to be steadfast as Christians. The, the early Christians were steadfast, Acts 2.42. They were exhorted to be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in God's work, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 58. You see, we're to be steadfast, not wishy-washy and half-hearted about serving Jesus. Be steadfast. Also, we, we need to stay ready. And we stay ready by walking in the footsteps of Jesus. And we stay ready by living as though Jesus might come. Not tomorrow, but He might come today. You see, there's going to be one of those days that He will come. It might be that we will already be in the grave, maybe for years before Jesus comes, and we'll be among those who are raised from the dead. We don't know. But it might be that Jesus comes tomorrow. It might be that Jesus comes in the next ten minutes. We have no idea when Jesus is coming. Therefore, it is in the interest of wisdom. It is the interest of our soul's eternity that we stay ready as though Jesus is coming today. The Lord cometh. Come, Lord Jesus. In the closing moments, may I give you a personal invitation to visit the Church of Christ in your community. And also, right now, please, please pick up the telephone, call for the free Bible Correspondence Course. Don't, don't hesitate about doing that. Call right now for the course. And also, let me mention that you can take the course online, on your computer, if you like. I, you take it either way. I want to thank you for watching today. Until we meet again, may the Lord bless you and keep you is my prayer. We want to help you as much as possible in your search for a personal relationship with God. You can now easily access our free Bible correspondence course online at gettingtoknowyourbible.org. If there's any way we can help you grow closer to God, please email us at knowyourbible at golftel.com or call us anytime at 1-877-711-5214.
Getting to Know Your Bible has been presented by Churches of Christ. If you have a question about the church, or if you would like the location of a Church of Christ near you, or to receive the free Bible course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, P.O. Box 314, Summerdale, Alabama 36580, or call 1-877-711-5214. Join us next time for Getting to Know Your Bible.